Welcome to Heavy Collision Season 2, colon, and the contradictions. Um, Jack has the man flu, so he's here, but he wanted me to do the ad bit at the start. So uh, before we get started on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Canberra versus Queanbeyan, inspired by last week, with a special guest, Queanbeyan legend, Hugh Clouston. Uh, we'd just like to shout out to our sponsors, our premier sponsor, The Third Wheel, Canberra and Queanbeyan's premier dating site for discerning adults over 35. If you don't like the internet, but you like meeting people in real life, The Third Wheel is for you. We'd also like to thank our founding sponsors, Henry and Grace and Pico Brew Tea. Ironically, look for The Third Wheel on the internet. <laughs> Let's get on with the show. Collision season two colon deepening the contradictions. I'm sitting in the host chair today because Jack has a man flu. Um, funnily enough, Jack last week said he had a, gra- a gravelier voice than me, which is probably factually incorrect anyway because he grew up in Queanbeyan and I grew up in Canberra. But it turns Still out true. it was just because he had the man flu. <laughs> All true. We also welcomed into the pod cabana today actual rusted on Queanbeyan identity and legend Hugh Clouston. Hugh, welcome to the pod. Thanks very much, Tim. Thanks for having me. No, it's good. It's good to have you here. So Hugh actually represents a bunch of things we talked about last week, and that's relevant because uh, we got a lot of feedback on the Queanbeyan team last week, mainly from Queanbeyanites who claimed that an all-time Canberra team couldn't actually beat that Queanbeyan team. So we're going to explore that concept today. So we're going to look at what an all-time list of Canberra legends across various sports and disciplines would look like. But um, Hugh uh, is both from Queanbeyan, but also spent a lot of time in the great uh, Illawarra region. So, mate, I'll just sort of tell you, ask you what you thought about our our team last week, whether we left out any Queanbeyan legends, whether we gave Joe Janiak the appropriate level of cred, whether we missed <laughs> well, anyone from the Illawarra. Well, I, I thought uh, perhaps Susie Balog could have made the bench. <laughs> Susie, uh, Susie Balog, Olympic champion, uh, Olympic champion shooter. Really? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael and Diamonds from Queanbeyan, isn't he? Well, Goldman. Oh, Michael God, Diamonds sorry. from Goldman. And, and so probably not someone yeah. you want in your team anyway, for character <laughs> reasons. But Susie Balog, yeah, Queanbeyan, Queanbeyan's favourite daughter. Uh, she she would certainly hold her own in the forward pack of, <laughs> of uh, a greatest Queanbeyan team, without doubt. And, and accurate. I just think yeah. she'd be an excellent goalkeeper. <laughs> so you think her or Heather Mackay, favourite daughter? Oh, Heather Mackay, there's a strong case, but when you're talking about making the rugby league team, <laughs> yeah. uh, I think Susie's got it covered. Okay. <laughs> what about the um, Kiama team, mate? You played a lot of footy down in the Illawarra region. I did, and I was um, taken by your reference to Jeff Shaw. The, yeah. uh, the man is a man mountain. There is no doubt about that. He, the Illawarra rugby competition has a, uh, the equivalent of the Clive Churchill medal for the best player in the grand final. Is the Jeff Shaw medal right? And fortunately, I was I was first-hand witness in in 06 to his presentation of it, where he crushed our inside centre's hand to the point of him wincing and, and, and potentially going to hospital. He is a huge human being, and uh, so you think you could have converted to league? He could have. He, he would be a powerhouse in that Kiama side. Yeah, you know that? and and could have easily converted to league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, the other one, Scott Favor, one of the greats, and. I've got to say, probably my second favourite nickname in football after Phil Watsapaka Sigsworth. <laughs> uh, Scott's sexual favour is, is right up there. Oh, that's great. 
Yeah, that's good. Wow, that was an oversight. Yeah, so the Kiama team had them covered in nicknames as well as coaching, pace in the back. Well, I wouldn't say co- covered the Queenbian team. No way. No, no. Or covered the Mount Isa team. Queenbian, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Deborah Mailman was a, would have been a good coach. Queen, Give her a crack. Queenbian's yeah. coach was David Ferner, and I well, think Kiama's coach was Jack Gibson, so I think we've got that covered. And also in uh, in disdain for, for small marsupials as well. So Yeah, quokka shocker. <laughs> yeah. Right, so on to this week. So we had a lot of... Hold on, did you have any thoughts on the, on the on Mount Isa? Oh, Vern. Vern, I've been, I've been doing nothing but Googling Vern's name since I heard of him. Yeah, excellent. He's cool. one of the greats. One of the greats. I wish he was my dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, dad. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Mr. Clouston. So, yeah, so right, so on to this week. So we got a lot of feedback. Um mainly through personal emails. So once again, we'd encourage people to tweet us, <laughs> not fill up. And it's the sort of people we haven't heard from for like 15 years. So it's like emails, the old Hotmail account that you haven't used for a long time. Um, but we got a lot of feedback about how good the Queanbeyan team was and that they would actually beat Canberra. And when you think about, we talked about population last week. Queanbeyan's got like 40,000 people-ish. Canberra's got about 400,000 people-ish, maybe more. So it's sort of, you know, a tenth the size, but it's a good team. So... Just, well, it might be more than 40,000 now. You know, for the last, well, since 1982, there's been a sign erected at the entrance to Queanbeyan via Oaks Estate that says fastest growing town in New, southern New South Wales. Is that right? So, you know, that's been there for, I can only assume it's correct. <laughs> yeah, it's been so, there for yeah. the, the better part of yeah, for almost 40 years. Yeah, right. so, <laughs> so if it's been, you know, if it's true, then it could write, yeah. So Queen well, might maybe Southern have... New South Wales is just not a fast car, <laughs> yeah, as true. opposed to Southern Queensland. <laughs> yeah, so maybe Queenbean actually does have like 400,000 people this year. They just don't fill out the census properly. But um, <laughs> but let's. Well, uh, we can't blame Queenbean. <laughs> don't don't, don't, don't yeah, yeah. we're not disparaging the population, yeah, please. Yeah, that's that's an right. ABS issue. That is, yeah, yeah the <laughs> ABS. And we all know how well they go. So, so just to recap, so this was the the team of uh, cross sports people that were from Queanbeyan including now what was the shooting lady called? Susie Ballock so Susie Ballock might be on the bench and come on for goal kicking duties <laughs> but the team was from sort of front rotor fullback Glenn Lazarus Matt Henjack Brent Kite David Ferner Trevor Thurling Terry Campisi Ricky Stewart Matt Giddo Lewis Holland Anthony Fanger Matthew Wood uh, Robbie Coleman the Prince of Queanbeyan and David Campisi fullback pretty good team sharp Trevor so Thurling's looking like a real uh but he's outlier a, in that team, though, isn't he? Well, he oh, had the I love Trevor Thurley. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he's a cultural leader. He, he seriously he, shouted Queanbeyan every time he scored a try for and, the and, and, in great Queanbeyan fashion, returned to the Queanbeyan Blues to finish his career. Oh. Not unlike the great Terry Campese. Who's who leading them this week. Captain right? coaching them into the grand final Terry, against the Queanbeyan Kangaroos. Yeah, I mean, right. that's it. Um, that doesn't point to the, the dominance of Queanbeyan, that so, it's an all-Queanbeyan side, grand side final. I've, uh, my friend uh, Ben Foley has taught me about this new drink called the Canberra Lime. It's a, it's green Midori and milk. And every time you drink it, you have to shout out your favourite Raiders player. <laughs> and, so, and then you skull it. And so the other day, Ben and I were drinking Canberra Limes. And um, and every time he drinks one, he yells, Terry Campisi forever. And then skulls it. So, Who did you yell? Uh, I yelled out all sorts of different players. So. Justin Carney got a shout. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Legend. Well, that's a good, a good segue, actually, into the, uh, into the Hinterland team. Because, um, so one thing we're going to do, to just put in context, I guess, the challenge that faces an all-time Canberra unit in picking a team that could actually beat the Queanbeyan Jam Donuts is when you actually think about how many good Raiders players over the years 
people think are local. Well, they are local juniors, but they're not actually from Canberra. So I, I took the trouble of picking what I thought was an all-time uh, rugby league team from the Canberra hinterland, which is kind of broadly defined as sort of southwestern New South Wales, so places that would feed into the Raiders' junior development program. This is only dudes that played for the Raiders as well, so I'm sure there's plenty of other people from these areas um, that were great rugby league players or other sports players, golf players. Um, but this is what I came up shooters, with. Shooters, for example, yeah. like Michael Diamond yeah, from Melbourne. Sure. So I came up with this team. Brett Mullins from Young. So as an example, didn't include Bill Mullins because he didn't play for the Raiders. So Brett Mullins from Young, fullback. Jack Whiten on one ring from Orange. Jared Croker, one setter from Goulburn. Josh McCrone with a heavy heart, I picked, <laughs> I picked from Tamora. I mean, he wasn't a good catcher or passer or kicker, but he was an okay runner. So he's playing the centres. David Milne, fullback. David I like David yeah. Milne. He was a good player. From Griffith, Laurie Daly, Junie, Todd Carney, Goulburn, Jason Croker, Crookwell. Then I had um, any combination of David Barnhill, legend, knew his way to a grand final. Yeah, yeah. David Barnhill. His dad still runs country rugby league, I think. Does he? Yeah. Is that his dad? That's his dad. Oh, wow. Um, Ryan Hinchcliffe. Um, who's from Tamora, I think. Yeah. Josh Miller, Hardner from Forbes. Um, She's a hinterlands experience. Well, the point of the hinterland is that it's not it's not Canberra. So it's it's putting in context dudes you can't count. Uh, Todd Payton. Todd Payton. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I thought Todd Payton was from Canberra, but um, Arendale College. Yeah, but yeah. but what I, the rule I'm applying is um, the Canberra, being from Canberra is applied broadly, but if you were from the country and were brought into Canberra for footy reasons, we won't count that, as opposed to if you move to Canberra for family reasons, that sure. counts, if you get the distinction. So I think Todd Payton came from, I'm not sure where, somewhere in the country. Then Shannon Boyd, one prop, Cootamundra. Then I had Glenn Buttress or Simon Wolford in the hookers. Yeah, Simon Wolford was young. young. Another yeah. cherry picker. Another cherry picker. And then Brett White from Cooma. Yeah, Cooma Stallions. So you think about the list of dudes, and you think about the guys from Queanbeyan, there's not a lot left for Canberra, is there? No. I mean, they're coming up against some strong rugby league nurseries in the hinterland. <laughs> I think, I mean, the hinterland... Especially when the hinterland involves, you know... Forbes. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there's probably people in there from Broken Hill. <laughs> the hinterland covers about 6 million square kilometres. It's like the size of Western Europe. So the hinterland doesn't get to play against Mount Isa or Kiama or Queenie, and that wouldn't be fair. But as, as a sort of... Wouldn't be fair on or play against the, the Daisy Brothers. Well, exactly. Was, yeah. And also, it'd be hard to know where to go to training because you've got <laughs> a lot of people coming from a lot of different spots. But it just goes to show that there's going to be a challenge for Canberra. Yeah, yeah, a, a deep challenge. A great thing about Goulburn, it, it declared itself a rugby league only town <laughs> in, in 1914. Really? It, by order of the mayor. <laughs> it, and Annandale and West played a, uh, an exhibition game. It, it couldn't have been much of an exhibition. It ended up 6-4. But <laughs> after that, the, the town went rugby league crazy. <laughs> and they had a town meeting and declared themselves, you know, we can't play both. We'll, really? we'll only play rugby league. Is that right? Yeah. And, and from that, the rugby union club, you know, shut up shop until the 50s, I think. 
So they, yeah, one team, Is one code town. Was that mayoral decree <laughs> where the power derived from to subsequently banish Todd Carney from Goulburn <laughs> like 90 years later? Oh, I think they must run some weird rules there. I mean, they're, they're, Todd right. Carney's the only human that we're aware of to be banished from somewhere in real life since like Arthurian times. <laughs> Has that ex- has that I expired? Think it's expired. I yeah. think he's allowed back. Back to the pink flamingo for time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might even be back in the NRL next year. Yeah, wouldn't it be not a moment too soon. Yeah. So right, okay. So that's that. So let's turn our attention to um, you know what we think a Canberra unit would look like. And and as with Goulburn and particularly Mount Isa, let's not limit ourselves to talking about rugby league players. So just I guess to set the scene, question before we get too deep, Queanbeyan produced. Um, some great people that we found places for on the fringes of our team. So Mark Weber, George yeah. Lazenby. Oh yeah, he played for the Whites too. Who did? Lazenby. Yeah, he played for the Queanbeyan Whites. Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, get better. <laughs> we thought he was just going to be there as the sort of social liaison, the stick man, and the stick man. Yeah, no, I heard that. I've got a recollection. Look, I'm sure one of your listeners will correct me if yeah. I'm wrong, but I I have a recollection that that Lazenby played. Really? Yeah. Oh, that gets better. So, I mean, has Canberra ever produced a better actor, let alone actor slash rugby league player, than George Lazenby? Oh. Who do you think is the best actor Canberra's ever produced? So, brings me back to what you were saying before about um, Todd Payton coming for family reasons. Jackie Chan's parents were Oh, wow. yes. Oh, so, wow. Yes. We, if we count Jackie Chan, which I will. He went to yeah. school in Canberra, didn't he? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he His went parents to, um, definitely lived in live in Canberra. Canberra High. Yeah, they live in Dixon. Don't yeah, they? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So Jackie Chan or Mia Wasikowska, pardon the my Polish isn't quite up to uh, up to scratch. She was the she is like the, the Alice in Wonderland oh, actress wow. now, current Alice in Wonderland, or and she's like a proper movie star. So, gee, that's strong. She's that been is, in. Yeah. That's so a blow you, to Queenbeam. Yeah, <laughs> first off the ranks. No Bond. No, yeah, no <laughs> yeah, we've got a franchise, and we've got the Rush Hour franchise. I don't think, yeah, that's true. I don't think Mia was a Casker ever played for the Whites either. That's true. But yeah. um, so this is actually showing a generational thing because you Mia is a good one, and Jackie Chan's just like shut the gate. But yeah. um, my two that I came up with was one was Alex O'Loughlin or Steve McGarrett from the remake of Hawaii Five-O, <laughs> legend. Also went to Canberra High. Uh, but two was uh, Lara Cox. Lara Cox. You remember yeah, Lara yeah, Cox? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so she was Anita on Heartbreak High. Wow. Yeah, so she was like the on and off again girlfriend of Drazik. Oh, Drazik. But like, so she, I'm pretty sure she went to Daramal and, and then she went to Union Sydney where I went to and I used to like see her and just like follow her around. And by that stage, I don't think she was actually that famous to anybody except if you're like a rusted on Heartbreak High fan from which Canberra, which I was yeah, naturally. Yeah. You and, used to sport a bit of a drazzy <laughs> style, the eyebrow yeah. ring, yeah, and the um, and like you know that in Wayne's World where Garth has that like dream woman thing. That was like me stalking Lara Cox around UNSW. But even though she was from Canberra, and I think the same age, and like she didn't actually seem to have that many friends around her all the time. I never spoke to her. <laughs> admired, uh, admired from a distance. But she was I a wonderful one, actor. You probably also stalked her around around the traps. But Sigrid Thornton's also from Canberra. What? what? Yeah. Stop uh, Yeah, no, I Googled this this morning. That's, is, there's no way that's true. Yeah. Sea change. Sea change, change, yeah. Oh, Sigrid Thornton. I was thinking of uh, Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hugo Weaving's niece is from Canberra. She's an actress. Oh, Sam wow. Weaving. She was in uh, Home and Away. Acclaimed. Yeah. yeah All right. Uh, well, let's, let's give... I think we have to give the acting category to Canberra. 
Well, you know, George Lazenby has a sort of. There is a way. There's a fellow, and I can't recall his name. He shows more my knowledge of act, acting, but there, in the the show Winners and Losers, <laughs> <laughs> the the beloved boyfriend is from Queanbeyan. I can't is recall he? his name. Yeah, I think it's not Rob Millsy Mills, is it? <laughs> Isn't um, old mate uh, Leneve from Queanbeyan? Matt Leneve, yeah, yeah, of course, one of the great. Well, I'm not sure actually. No, he's losing <laughs> the camera. Yeah, on the I, I oh, think, is he? Yeah. But that might right. be a Wikipedia faux pas. Yeah. Well, anyway, I think so. I think we'll give the acting category. Well, we'll call it well, a tie. Well, uh, two one. <laughs> you, you can have it two one. Yeah. And I'll put a dissenting report. I think. <laughs> so before we go into some other uh, side um, participation, I might reel off what I came up with. It's probably the strength of the Canberra team with the outside backs. So this is my rugby league team: uh, fullbacks, centres, and wingers from Canberra. I had Josh Dugan, Nick Cottridge. Michael O'Connor. Controversially, course, I forget picked, Michael O'Connor. Con- yeah, controversially, yeah. I picked Albert Fullavie. Oh, I don't think that's he played on fifty odd games. He yeah, was a, I mean, he's in the ninety four Raiders team. Yeah, wasn't he was he? a legend. And then Joe Roth on the other wing. Oh, I people I left out of the outside backs were Alex Jezelenko, yeah, could have been a good sure. fullback, uh, and Joel Monaghan and Matt Gaffer. Jezelenko would have international. Jezelenko would have would have. Carved up a kicking jewel, Jack. Oh, <laughs> can you believe that people don't know? About kicking it blew my mind. It blew my mind. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm feel, I feel like I'm single-handedly bringing them back, though. Yeah. Oh yeah, Jezza would have been amazing at the kicking jewel, and also like the fifth tackle kick into the corner as yeah. well. Yeah, I feel like Joel Monaghan's hard done by. I'm not aware of this uh, this other chap on the. Albert Fulvar. Albert Fulvar. Yeah, I don't think he got on in the '94 Grand Final, but he was no. on the bench. He was one of those guys who was like, yeah, he was held, He was behind some pretty good players. Yeah, I have a great yeah. memory of Albert Fulvar in, uh, I think it was like '95 when the Raiders hadn't lost at Bruce Stadium for about three years straight, and uh, and we were there and they were playing Manly and it was that good Manly team with every, the team that everyone hated with like Jeff Tuvey and Hopawate yeah. and yeah. these guys in it. And, and the Manly kicked into the corner and the corner I was sitting in no sorry the Raiders kicked into the corner classic pinpoint Ricky Stewart bomb for Fulavai and Fulavai went up one on one in the air against Hopawate and Hopawate caught it and then ran 100 metres and scored and the, <laughs> and the Raiders lost and it was the most deflating experience of all time so maybe for that alone we'll drop Fulavai and put Put Jezelenko on the wing, I think. Uh, it will, he'd be a, yeah, athletic Let us not air. forget that John Monaghan is actually air. good at rugby league. He just <laughs> okay. had a, 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 like, a lapse in judgment. Uh, well, yeah, two, we... two. He also signed for the Roosters. Yeah. yeah. So for, for that, he yeah, gets no. a few points off. Yeah, he's out. <laughs> yeah, so Monaghan's a good player, but he's dropped because of signing for the Roosters. And Jezelenko's, signing for the Roosters alone. <laughs> yep, signing for the Roosters alone. Jezelenko, I think, is on a wing, and maybe Cottridge goes in the centres. Cottridge yeah. is a gun. Oh, yeah. He's, he's only played for he's two on minutes. Yeah. He's on the yeah. up. Then, the halves. Another strong point for Canberra football. Yeah. I went with half-back Michael McClendon. McClendon? Jesus. Five eight, wow. Steve Larkin. Yeah. How does George Gregan not get... George Gregan's playing hooker for me. Dummy half. Well, but can't yeah. Michael Monaghan play hooker and George well, Gregan play We'll get to that. Okay, so why don't we talk about... Okay, we'll talk about hooker in the same conversation. Sorry. So, I, I had Gregan at hooker... Uh, Larkham at halfback or 5'8", doesn't matter. McClendon as the other half, doesn't matter. Other guys that were in the conversation for me were McFadden. Uh, the Steve, Mac Attack. The <laughs> Mac Attack. Steve Stone, although I don't actually know for sure that he was from Canberra, but he was a legend of that era. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Chris O'Sullivan. And uh, then in the hooker spots also... Chris O'Sullivan. Luke Pritters and Michael Monaghan. 
Is Luke Prittis a, a Canberra product? Well, he went to school in Canberra. Yeah, he went to, but he, he might have been... Camp. I don't know if he wasn't like one of those guys that came in because he was good at footy, but I, I think... I think I think he went to school. I think we treat him as a camp. Yeah, okay. Right? I'll, I'll I think that. on that we can then say that someone McClendon is not better than Luke Prittis or Monaghan or Gregan. Oh. Surely George Gregan, one of the all-time greats at rugby union, can play halfback for the Canberra side. I'd say if, if, in, in those hooker. three positions, in those three positions of half, five, eight, dummy half, Gregan and Larkin have got to take two. Yeah, yeah there's, no, sure. there's no, there's no question So it's about just that. a question of who gets the third. Yeah. And I have the Mac attack. <laughs> I, just, I know, I love I'm the not Mac on attack. The, I'm not with you on the Mac attack. Not with attack. me? Oh, yes, thank you. I thought he was like, I thought this is the Queen of guy coming in and trying to like sabotage the camera <laughs> team. Oh, I still love the radar. Yeah, I can't, yeah. No, the... What about your, here's a curveball, Jack. What about your personal life hero, Paddy Mills? Well, Paddy Mills, you know, you have to, This have we got a good pre-season under the belt? Yeah, for sure. So, Alex well, Jezzel, where's he make well, that's up to you. Do you want to play him in the half? No, I don't think he makes... No. No, if Paddy's playing, he's playing at maybe fullback or in the... We've got dudes at fullback. No, no, he's not... I don't think... Paddy's on the bench. Okay. So he's not going to take that third half spot. No, I don't think so. Not when you have, like, established NRL halves. We're playing against a tough Queen Bean outfit, Tim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's be real here. I don't I feel like you're taking the piss. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, okay... Okay then. Paddy Mills isn't striking fear into Trevor Thurling. <laughs> yeah, look, let's not let talent have its way out. Let's concentrate on Andrew McFadden and not Pat Mills, who's like one of the greatest athletes Australia's ever produced. The dude could do anything. What about? Okay, so so who are we going with then? Well, I, I think Luke Prentice plays for God. He's a Clive Churchill medalist. I yeah. mean, you've got to. Is he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the tackle. Oh, yeah, yeah. What tackle? The tackle down the wing. That's Scott Sattler. Scott Sattler. No, he set up, he set up two tries. He set up two tries in there. He had a great game in that game. Yeah, final. that was a great Absolutely grand final. Storm. Okay, so Prittis at hooker. Gregan at halfback. I don't sure. think Gregan's a rugby league halfback. I think he's a rugby league hooker. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Mm. Beggars can't be choosers, mate. I don't know that they're begging. <laughs> okay, well, so for argument's sake, Prittis at hooker. Gregan at halfback and Larkham at 5'8 and maybe Michael Monaghan's on the bench and you could switch is Finch is Brett Finch a Ray uh, is he a Canberra from my watching from my watching of uh, the Matty Johns show um, Finchie seemed to grow up in Newcastle oh he did yeah because Matty spent a lot of time crashing on his on his trampoline when Finchie was a kid (laughs) but I think he might have been born born in Canberra he debuted for Canberra yeah I think he was born in Canberra and debuted for Canberra so by like Greg English Finch better than Michael Monaghan he played a long time but he was not that great I'd have Finch in for camaraderie (laughs) (laughs) and also for crucial last minute dropouts yeah (laughs) oh yeah that was right what did he he swap pants with Joey Johns after that that was bizarre (laughs) in a bizarre scene he kicked that that dropout out in the full and Newcastle won and then Joey Johns and Finch swapped Swap shorts. <laughs> That's okay. Well, he's in. That's just a no-brainer after that. Okay, so Brett Finchie. So, before we get into the forwards, going to turn it to some of the other the other parts of uh, society that Queen Bean did really well in cricket, for example. Has Canberra ever produced a better cricketer than Brad Haddon? No. Is it Michael Bevan from Canberra? Michael Bevan. Oh, yeah, but do you think point. he's better than Brad Haddon? I think so. Well, which format? One day, one, is, one, day, yeah, one day is. I'd, I'd give it to Bevo. But I think uh, I think the world looks more. F- the world Australia looks more fondly upon Michael Bevan than yeah I think you know in like that the way that you think Mark War is the best cricketer of all time 
Yes, I Michael know. Bevan surely fit, like fits into that mold of, you know, all class, looks great. Was a bit mm. disappointing. I was with you until you brought Mark War into the competition. <laughs> I think that at the time Australia's team was stacked, and Michael Bevan got out to some bounces, got dropped, and then averaged eighty in the Sheffield Shield for like five consecutive years. He was also the best one day batsman in the world. Brad Haddon was like the best wicketkeeper in Australia. The problem time. for Haddon, of course, is he's coming in after Gilly. So the comparison is unfair yeah. in some ways. Yeah, but Bevan was, you know, around during the greatest era of all Mark time. Mark Well, era. that's true. It's true. He's the, the poor man Stuart Law. <laughs> <laughs> so I could, maybe that's a draw, I'd say. I mean, you've got a guy who... I think Bevan's ceiling was higher, but Haddon was a mainstay of the test team for like seven years. Yeah. Not so, the glory days, though. Not the glory days. In fact, quite the opposite. Yeah. But at least he was in them, Jack. That's like your... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we'll call that a draw. And then other ones I wasn't sure about. Car racing? Has Canberra ever had a better car racer than Mark Webber? Has Australia ever had a better car Where's Jack Brabham from? Brocky. I don't know. Yeah, you know. The best I could come up with was Neil Bates. Rally oh, okay. car driver. Yeah, yeah. Sure. He's Australia's sure. best rally car driver, but I don't think that beats a Formula One driver. He's honed his craft at Corrin Forest. Yeah, he was yeah. always hooning around Corrin Forest. <laughs> yeah. Then bites. the other ones were um, Racehorse and Racehorse Trainer. Clues, I'll have to turn to you for this. I can't think of a Canberra Racehorse full stop, <laughs> let alone have one better than Takeover Target. Oh, there's been some good Black Opal winners over the years, but. Uh, <laughs> Well, the only I've got to say, I think Queenie's got this hands down. Yeah. There's a fellow called Frank Cleary, who's a an exceptional trainer, and also <laughs> the the trainer of Golden Slipper winner. I think it was '99 Catbird, <laughs> Queenie's favourite horse until Takeover Target. <laughs> really, I'll, I'll never forget being at the Tab in in downtown Queenie when Catbird won the Golden Slipper, and it went off. The yeah, people had. Right. Uh, doubled their fortunes on that or tripled <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a big big moment so we should have, what's this bloke's name again Frank Cleary so we should have got him into the coaching staff for Queen Bean. yeah well yeah, Jenny I, took his spot Jenny I, I think, oh, yeah that's true yeah, Joe's story is probably more uh, emblematic of Queen <laughs> yeah, taxi driver living in the caravan on the river which I think you can still rent out to this day. Really? Yeah, it'd be a bit like you know, staying it's, in Elvis's house. I was going to say, it's, the, it's like the Bonnie Doon of, yeah. of Queenbian. Yeah. All right, so we give the racehorse to Queenbian. I was going to say, I think that like, Takeover Target is an iconic Australian horse. It would, yeah. Canberra would have needed to produce one of the top, you know, six or ten horses of all time, just for, you know, story alone. Yeah, that's true. I think, yeah, if you, you, you take over Targets in the more... Champion league sea biscuit conversation. Yeah, yeah, it is. Racing yeah. stripes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so back onto football. This is my forward pack that I had from Canberra. I had Brad Clyde at lock. That's oh, pretty that's, strong. Yeah, that's a... Paul Vaughan, yeah. one second right. In the Brett Finch mold, I had Ryan Hoffman as the other second right because his dad played for the Raiders. That's right. He was born he's in a, Canberra. Yeah, he's an original. Then I had struggled in the forwards. I don't think I even could think of a prop. I had, I think I had Peter Kimlin as one prop, Brumby's player, and then I don't know who else I had. Marco Caputo. Oh, Marco Caputo. He was a, he was a, yeah. Because I thought actually could Jeff have... Didier. I mean, Jeff Didier. These aren't league guys. I'm, I'm, I'll get back to yeah, league. No, yeah, that's the good. Duke was he'd play league. Oh, he could have. He would be good. He would be just a force. Yeah, he probably still play today. Probably still is playing. Remember last year, he was annoyed that he was banned from the Golden Oldies game because he was serving a suspension from like 1973. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so he'd have the Duke. The Duke would be a good prop. Caputo would be good. 
Yeah, because I was thinking Luke DeVico, but he wasn't from Canberra, to my surprise. Where's he, he came from? Down, he's from Newcastle or from Gosford or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah right. Brett Hetherington. Is he from Canberra? Oh, I think he's from Canberra. Yeah. Grand final winner. Yeah. Legend. Yeah. North Queensland. That's right. Player. He ended up there, didn't he? I mean, yeah. a foundation. North I think he runs a pub with Mullins in Newcastle. Does he? Yeah. Oh, you like to get? I remember because Ferner took them for a bonding session in <laughs> 2012. I'd, I'd love to see what happened. Doesn't to that sound like session. a good idea. <laughs> it's the end of his coaching career for Don. One for other, Dan, uh, one other surprise player I discovered who was from Canberra was Willie Tonga. Not You're kidding. Was, yeah, he was born in Canberra. He grew That's up in good. Canberra for a bit. There you go. He played but for the. Queensland origin. Yeah, but yeah, like Greg Inglis style. <laughs> yeah. no, I think, to be fair, I think he moved up to like Cherbourg or somewhere like that afterwards. I think he actually grew up in Cam- uh, in Queensland after he left Canberra. I he still I doesn't make this team. Well, the back line was pretty stacked. Yeah. I think you're going to cop abuse. I, I think we're, we're missing some big names. Here. I know. I, mean, I feel like we're missing the old, but the, the, there's a lot of Queenslanders in the early Raiders team. Yeah, Sam Bacco. He was Sam a, Bacco, he was a Queenslander. Yeah, um, there's a prop, David Grant. David Grant. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he was a Queenslander, but he wasn't from Canberra. Um, Isn't the point is that they're all from Queanbeyan? <laughs> well, yeah, that's the point. <laughs> they're not I mean, from yeah. So, I mean, are we missing anyone that you can think of? Your boy Guy Shepherdson. Oh, Guy Shepherdson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, monster, big unit, Canberra legend, Rod Kafer, another Canberra legend, yeah, could play sure. prop, a ball playing prop. <laughs> <laughs> In the modern era, you don't need to be that big. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, anyway, so I guess if and then before we recap on the team, wait for this coaching staff. This is strong. Both on leadership, loyalty, and general (laughs) compliance with the rules. I have a three-man coaching panel of Nick Kyrgios, (laughs) Joseph Simonich, (laughs) and James Hurd. Wow. How strong is that? Oh, yeah. Nathan Buckley's also from Canberra. Okay, so I I think that is a bit of an urban myth. So I They played on the same team, you and Hurd. Nathan Buckley, I googled. For the purpose of this conversation, he lived in Canberra for one year. There's still Canberrans yeah. have been claiming Nathan Buckley <laughs> for the last twenty years, but we could put him on the coaching panel too. That's a strong coaching. That panel. is very yeah. There'd be adept. Be... Yeah, so Kyrgios yeah. with like mental Kyrgios strength, yeah. straight, uh, strength yeah. and conditioning. Yeah, yeah. Simonich for his commitment to playing for Australia <laughs> and his and commitment to playing through yellow cards. Yes, through yeah. yellow cards. Through yellow cards, famously. And exactly. heard for his experimental coaching techniques. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> experimental <laughs> techniques. Imagine, yeah, we probably could get Rod Kafer in at the forward pack in a preseason under Hurdy. It'd be massive. And Paddy Mills. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that's pretty strong, I thought. Refresh, did Dugan make your Canberra team? Yeah, he was yeah, fullback. Okay. Good, 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 yeah. Wouldn't you love to see Dugan under the leadership of Kyrgios? <laughs> <laughs> what a terrific, <laughs> terrific team that would be. Yeah. So this is the team, as we recap. Josh Dugan, Alex Jezelenko, Nick Kotrich, Michael O'Connor. I don't think we talked enough about him. No, I mean, he, that, that's a dual code legend. Legend, Hall of Famer. Uh, one wing, the other wing, Albert Fulavai. Albert <laughs> Yeah, he kept on the Australian no, no, sorry, school, he kept on the Australian schoolboys. Yeah, he was in, good. In I, I think, <laughs> no, hang on. I think no, I think Fulavai lost his spot to Jezelenko. Yeah, so it's actually right, yeah. Dugan, Jezelenko, Kotrich, O'Connor, Joe Roth. That's a good kicking team. Good, really good kicking yeah. team. The kicking duel as well, because Joe Roth, you know, big boot Huge. as well. Booming. Sort of cultured left foot. That's then, what we practiced on the uh, on the greens at Morris College. <laughs> just our Joe Roth kicking duels. Then, uh, then in the halves, Steve Larkham and George Gregan. Sure. Back row, Brad Clyde, Paul Vaughan, Ryan Hoffman. Front row, Jeff Didier, Luke Prittis, and Marco Caputo. <laughs> yeah, Off the bench, Willie Tonga, Peter Kimlin. Monaghan's. 
the Monaghan brothers. No, Joel got banned because of signing for uh, the Roosters. Yeah, fair enough too. And uh, and uh, it was Radikisamo. I was thinking it was about Radiki. I, I think mean, we played for everyone. So I was thinking about Radikisamo and Clyde Rathbone. Yeah, well, I because, think you could claim Rathbone because both those guys. I think you'd say they moved for football reasons or family football reasons, but they certainly moved like. Samo, I think, played for Vikings before he, did. he played. Yeah, he played lives for in Canberra. Still, yeah. Rathbone's family like lives in Canberra now, yeah. so I think you could put Rathbone on the bench. Samo might displace Caputo as one of the props. Do you think? Great well, oh, yeah, yeah. He he was playing for uh, teachers in the teachers in the in the Brisbane Rugby Union Grand Final this year. He, he, he's forty eight years old, <laughs> first grade, and he, he's still beating him up in Queensland. I don't know. I think. Queensland Union won that, but yeah, anyway, Samo got him there. Yeah, one of the uh, great stories was my sister, well, our sister was working in Pumpkin Patch, and uh, and Quality, quality Sa- items, shout quality, out to Pumpkin Patch. Yeah. R- Looking for more sponsors. Oh, they still... R- R- Radiki <laughs> Samo was, I think, um, either related to or going out with one of the other girls that worked there, and for like one of the post-Christmas sales when everyone goes crazy... They got Radiki in as like the security guard, and all the, apparently our sister was saying that these little babies kept crawling into places that were not safe for them, and they just get picked up by this giant Fijian rugby legend, Terminator so, Two star, Terminator Two star, pick them up and pop them back down in the safe spot. So Radiki, not only is a great footballer still playing, but also looking after the kids a as well. Soul, yeah. Gentle soul, gentle So I think we'll call that a wrap. So when you think about that team, who wins between Canberra and Queanbeyan? I think the problem with the Canberra team is it's. Highly rugby unionised, yeah, right. <laughs> and the coaching panel is real question marks. <laughs> but don't you think that um, of all the players named, that probably the best one at rugby league would be Larkham? I just feel like Steve Larkham would be the greatest rugby league player of all time. Nah, I think that of all the players named, the best rugby league ones would be Michael O'Connor and Brad Clyde for the Canberra team, and then Glenn Lazarus, Ricky Stewart. Oh, Ricky Stewart, the other team. I don't know. I, well, I think Lark- I'm with you, Jack. Larkham would have been a great rugby league player. Mm. He, in the Darren Lockyer mould. Yeah, you know, he's, he's that sort of player, and he, he can slide from defence and yeah, and ball playing as well. Um, but Ricky Stewart, I mean, of all the players for mine, you got Brad Clyde on the Canberra side, and Ricky Stewart on the Queanbeyan side, who are just you know peerless in their positions yes. at, at their peak. I think it'd likely be. Sort of like that famous game in Goulburn in 1914, probably yeah. 6-4, and we'd come down to the goal kicking of Heather Brogdon. <laughs> Susie Ballops. <laughs> Susie Ballops, sorry. I who Heather Brogdon is. All right, on that, we'll call it a wrap. Uh, thanks for our, our guest, uh, Hugh Clouston. Thanks for representing My the Illawarra and Queanbeyan. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, The Third Wheel, uh, Henry and Grace, Pico Brutti. We really appreciate it. We'll see you all next week. Um, don't forget to tweet us instead of emailing us. What's our Twitter handle? Uh, T Gordon at. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Uh, well, just Google Heavy Collision Podcast <laughs> and find it. And uh, see you all next week. Bye.